This is What the Peeve, a show that explores the funny, <laughs> strange, and serious pet peeves that people have. Agree or not, our unapologetic podcast is on a mission to make people less shitty to one another. We're finding a way to make the world a better place, fixing one pet peeve at a time. I'm your host, Brittany Wien. So what is it about dating and being single is your biggest pet peeve? As my friends usually like say, I have a karma for crazy people. Between girls and guys, like all the game and stuff like that, I'm like, I just, I don't want to play it. I'd rather just like meet somebody in person. So with dating apps, I just find it so boring. <laughs> oh, you need to be this, this and this. I don't care about this and blah, blah, blah. I am so cool. And I'm like, you're not even that handsome guy. Just chill. To just reduce people to like three lines in a bio and the first picture that comes up. Today, we're talking about the single life and dating. I'm sure everyone has experienced being single, going out there, and trying to find the one. For some people, it's easy. For others, uh, not so much. For me, as someone who's in their 20s, dating and getting out there is literally more exhausting than my work life. To share some of my personal life with you guys... Um, I've been single for quite a bit, so I figured, okay, let's go on dating apps like Tinder, Hinge, and meet some new people and get out there. So, there was a week where I scheduled four dates. Four. But three out of the four people flaked on me. And for me, I have a busy-ass work schedule, and I was like, okay, thanks. So, if anyone's interested please hit me up. (laughs) Anyways, up first we have Matt. Matt is a 24-year-old living in Toronto, the big city, and he has an awkward story to share. So first things first, are you single right now? And why do you think that is so? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because unconsciously I want to be single so that I can focus on like improving myself because if I'm in a relationship maybe I'll be too content not to like push myself like super hard that's uh that's actually super philosophical actually so right off the bat can you just tell me some bad dating stories that you had (laughs) there was this one time that I started messaging this girl that I had met and then like things were going well and then I asked her out on a date and then she she came to the date but then when we sat down like, I got this weird vibe from her. We, like, sit down, we order the food, and then she's like, I gotta tell you something. I'm like, what? She's like, I thought you were a different Matt. So, like, is that a good or a bad thing? You know, I'm not sure. So she was playing the field with multiple mats and got them mixed up? Pretty much, you know? <laughs> Do you talk to her afterwards? Not really. No, it was so weird that I, I couldn't. How did that make you feel in the moment where you're like, uh, this is awkward? My first thought was... Am I the better Matt? (laughs) Is this an upgrade or a downgrade for her, you know? She's not even into, like, my whole race as, like, a preference. So, I'm Asian Matt, and she thought she was talking to brown Matt. I think I would be totally confused, too, if I was texting someone expecting them to be brown, and then they show (laughs) up and they're Asian. Yeah, and she's, like, exclusively into brown guys. That's, That's another funny thing I find, is, like, how we're allowed to be racist... 
in terms of like who we date. Like I'm only into black guys or I'm only into brown guys or I'm only into Asian girls, etc. It's everyone's just like, that's fine, right? You you can be like that. But is that fine? I don't know. For the listeners out there, comment on this podcast and answer the question. Is that fine? So are you on any dating apps right now? I'm on Tan Tan. Tan Tan. So what's Tan Tan specifically for people who don't know? <laughs> that, that is basically a racist dating app for Asians. <laughs> Shit. Um, so back on the topic of online dating, do you like the process of it? What don't you like about it? Tell me. I find it really hard to connect with girls over like online dating. I don't know anything about you. Sometimes their profiles don't have anything on there. And I'm like, okay, you literally just have like attractive photos of yourself. How else do I like ask something deep? Do you think the cycle of just messaging girls on these dating apps or is just like a very surface level way of talking to people and you're just like in this continuous cycle where you can't just really connect with someone? It's a lot easier for me to connect with a person like in person. I don't even like talk to most of my my friends in like real life. <laughs> like on a daily basis over text very often. So it's hard for me to keep messaging a person like over this dating app. And I'm, I just, I think I overthink it a lot. I'm like, oh wait, like, do I keep messaging this person now? Or do I like go do my thing? Like if I don't respond to them within a certain amount of time, are they going to lose their attention? And I, f- I feel like that happens a lot. Um, we're like these. Is it like the psychological game of dating apps? I guess it's just like, They didn't respond back for two hours. Do I have to wait two hours as well or do I text them back right away? Yeah, it's a bit of that. And I really try to like avoid thinking about it, but you kind of have to think about it sometimes. That's my pet peeve about texting, you know, like between girls and guys, like all the game and stuff like that. I'm like, I just I don't want to play it. I'd rather just like meet somebody in person. Why do you think us as a society just gets involved in this game and not just be like, Hey, I think you're cool. Let's just meet up. I've tried that where I'm like, hey, I think you're cute. Let's meet up. Right. And the small percentage of the time it'll work if the other person is like really into you. But a lot of the times I feel like attractiveness is something that has to kind of almost like blossom out of like your interactions with the person. Our perception of like the we have to have an instant attractiveness to a person in order to go out with them. No, I, I think it's it's that. When you have that instant attraction towards a person, you want that back. And this person may not feel that level of attraction back towards you. They may just be interested, right? So you're trying to figure out, how do I get this person to like me back that much? For me, at least. Although, like, maybe I don't think the person's, like, I think the person's cute. I think they are, like, cool. And I think I would just like to get them to know them as a person first. Because I feel like there's, like, so so many expectations, I guess, on the first date let's say whereas like I feel like some people don't approach it be like hey I want to get to know more people you know let me just meet more people and see if I like them or not because I kind of think dating is a numbers game you just have to date more and go out with people more in order to know what you like and don't like that's a good attitude to have about it right like sometimes I'll be in that zone where I'm I'm just like oh I'm just kind of seeing what's what's out there and such like that but sometimes like our ego kind of comes up and we're like I feel like we unconsciously want everyone we talk to to kind of be interested in us. And that's like, that's like the part that I try to like resist, but it, it seeps in sometimes, right? What are some of the aspects of being single do you not like? 
not having someone to cuddle at night with. Anyone out there, Matt is looking for a cuddle buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we can just we can just cuddle. That's it. Just cuddle. We don't have to talk. You know, I think you have to give them a little bit more than that, Matt. It seems a little bit creepy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we can talk. And then why do you think people, maybe your family, society, maybe your friends put a pressure on you to be in a relationship? I get a lot of pressure from uh, one of my best friends, like, to go after girls. That friend thinks that you'd be happier if you were in a relationship. Would you say that's like one of your pet peeves, I guess? At times it is kind of like a pet peeve, but I appreciate it as well because otherwise, like, I feel like I wouldn't try at all. It kind of brings it out to the surface and it's nice to have a girlfriend. And I feel like sometimes somebody can also pressure you into like trying to be in a relationship because they want to pressure themselves to be in a relationship right so like you can motivate yourself a lot by motivating others to do something as well Mm -hmm. well that's great that was a really great that went really deep (laughs) 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 anyways to um wrap things up do you have any advice on dating for people out there make your profile have more stuff on it that somebody can comment on like show who you are on your profile the wrong mat could you imagine having your date say, I thought you were a different person? How awkward would it be to not be the person your date expected and felt as you were sort of catfishing your date? But ultimately, it was your date's fault because they were just hitting up way too many people and just could not get their booty calls in check. Anyways, up next we have Beatrice and she's going to share what she hates on Tinder and the Canadian culture on dating. Where do we start? Dating apps are basically a game. I think for everyone, I say that also for myself, people just swipe when they're bored. But sometimes you go like to swipe and you're just like, okay, I'm going to have a conversation with this person. And then it's just boring. And the person is just like, oh, yeah, oh, no. Uh, like, can you, we have a conversation? Weirdly enough, uh, the worst thing of those apps is just when you're browsing and then you see those profiles that you just like, why are you here? What happened in your life for the situation to become so sad? Well, what kind of pictures would they post? I think the worst is not the pictures. I think it's the bios. Oh, you need to be this, this, and this. I don't care about this and blah, blah, blah. I am so cool. And I'm like, you're not even that handsome guy. Just chill. I guess what bothers you is like how people hype themselves up too much. You know those people that you look and you feel the grease coming from the screen? Mm-hmm. I, I think everyone, like, especially women, <laughs> we, we experience that in our lives. And you just, like, why Why would you position yourself in a, not in a high position, I don't mind, you should feel amazing and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. But it's more like, I am so above you, you need to get on my level to talk to me. I'm like, can you calm down, sir? Like, you don't need to try to sell, quote unquote, this big game to show that you're this very masculine guy. I'm like, I don't, I don't even think some people are looking for it. Well, maybe some people are. I don't know. I'm very way out of that. Have you ever went on a date with one of those people? As my friends usually like say, I have a karma for crazy people. I did not end up going out with this guy. But I just like I had a conversation with him. He wasn't like he was polite and all of that. And then just said, like, let's go grab a coffee, blah, blah, blah. 
And then at the time, I was busy with my master's. And then I just canceled. And then I, I was doing other things. And I stopped paying attention to Tinder. Like, I don't. Uh, I think after like months, I went back and he sent messages of like, oh, sorry, blah, 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 like sad face. But like a few months back, someone popped up on my Instagram, sending me a message. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then there's like, oh, hey, I am this guy from Tinder from X year ago. And I'm like, what? <laughs> It's so weird how people go through the lengths of like, oh, this girl isn't talking to me anymore. Maybe if I hit her up on another social media platform, she would pay attention. But there's like a reason why you guys didn't continue talking, you know? And I have to say, like, it's I try not to ghost people. One thing is you you exchange five phrases with each other and then you stop talking. That's that's not ghosting. But one thing is like you've been talking to the person for a little while, like you even go for a coffee or anything and the other person's like, oh, do you want to go do something else? And then you stop talking and I'm like stop being an emotional coward and just send a message saying, hey, it didn't happen for me and move on. Like, don't oh, the other person is going to be heartbroken. Yes, but at least you closed something. Heartbroken, I feel like, is a term for when you were in a relationship and then got out of a relationship. People don't want to deal with the negative part of saying no, because most people don't like rejection. So they don't want to be rejected. They don't want to deal with rejection. I understand as a woman that sometimes rejecting guys is dangerous. But there is also the thing of the ghosting, uh, not in that sense of the dangerous thing. It's more like just say that it didn't work out and move on and just let it close for the other person. When you don't have closure, your brain just goes haywire. Just like, oh my God, maybe it was me. Maybe it was, it was something on me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's, it's most of the time, it's not about you. If you don't have a, hey, I just didn't click, your brain can't move. Like, it just keeps going on that thing. And then let's go back to a little bit of online dating. Can you share some, like, dating horror stories that you've experienced? I have a weird one. What is it? So I was going out with this person, and I asked after, like, her time, like, meeting i'm like do you want to go like on a real date and the person was like oh no i kind of just want to hang out with the friends and i said okay fine one day they tell me that they they went out this other person and i'm like you know when, when you you hit that little like regret be like oh is there anything that i could do to like like to make you rethink of something i just literally i just said it and i got a message saying like well you're just being nice to me because you want to sleep with me and i'm like what <laughs> This like this is a plot twist. What is happening? I'm like, <laughs> I just looked at it. I was very disappointed, and I just deleted the message, friend. And the person messaged the other day saying, uh, "Hey, like I just don't think of you like that." And I was like, you know what? This person is not worth my time because if me being just honest saying something and the first reaction was you're just being nice because you want to sleep with me i i sometimes wonder like it's 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 my worst nightmare i have to say it it kind of fucked me up a lot in my like first to second year in canada of just my personality being too nice of people thinking that i was hitting on them by just being friendly 
It's like, I'm just trying to be nice. Can I just be a decent person and not have it considered like a sexual hint or something or act? It's something that like, it created a paranoia in me my first like two years. Like after a while, I just told myself, you need to let it go and be yourself because then you're just going to be paranoid all the time. There's no way. There's no way you can negate your culture, the way that you were raised, the way that you behave to just fit something else. I think from that we learn that people really have different perspectives of themselves than what people actually think of them. For example, on dating apps, people might hype themselves up in order to make them seem more attractive or more of an interesting person to go out with. But in real life, you realize that they are not who they seem at all. Lastly, we have Sierra, and Sierra has some weird-ass thoughts on first dates and dating in general. Okay, so when you go on a date, I feel like, generally speaking, and I know I don't want to sum up human beings in the span of 15 minutes, but, like, you can kind of tell within the first bit if this is going to work or not, if you actually want to, like, engage with this person. It sucks when you know, like, after, like, a couple minutes, like, you know, like, this just is not going to work, and then you're, like, stuck there for however long it takes to like finish the coffee or like like for the meal to finish if you were dumb enough to make it a dinner date for a first date. But I think a dinner date is a really good way to get to know. Actually, if it's like when you're like 15 minutes over, I guess it can be awkward and be like, you want to leave. I just don't think a dinner date should be a first date. What do you think should be a first date then? I think it should be coffee or tea if that's your deal. Here's a list of the things that I, the first dates that friends of mine have gone on or that I've gone on that I feel are just bad choices for first dates. The aquarium, dinner, a museum. Someone went to an entire ass museum as their first date. You wanna stand next to each other in silence and contemplate art as a first date? Are you crazy? Maybe they knew each other from before. But do you mean like absolutely first date when you're just like getting to know, a, like basically a date off Tinder? Is that what I you're mean saying? I mean like a date off Tinder. Okay. If you're like friends to like something more mm-hmm. or if you've like kind of worked together, that's kind of like bypassing the first date on some level. Then go to dinner. You already know you like them. You've spent 15 minutes in their company. It's fine. My thing is more like we've never really spoken. I don't know what your voice sounds like, let alone your actual personality. So let's like get to know each other. I feel like it needs to be casual. I don't think you need to schedule, like go get a drink. Go If you're like non-alcohol, go get coffee or like ice cream. Just, I don't think a first date should last longer than like 45 minutes. Were there like some instances while you're dating where you're just like, uh, no, not going to see you again. I've never had like deal breakers with someone on the first date. Like the things that happen are generally like, I'm not really like feeling a spark with this person. I'm not feeling like a connection. I'm not like feeling like interested in it and like getting to know them better. Maybe we don't really have that many shared interests or maybe they have like some really bad opinions. Maybe they like think the finale of Game of Thrones is unironically amazing. And then it like, you know, it's just never going to work out. So I guess like when I talk to people in the past, they're like, yeah, I hate it when people like don't really text me back. Don't really. I think the part that I hate most about dating is like when you don't like kind of see something with someone. It's like that awkward text that you have to give them. (laughs) I'm being silent because I'm so bad at it. I'm so uncomfortable. I never want to make anyone feel bad 
I dilly dally over like what to say. Cause how do you tell someone I'm really sorry, but I don't like you. Okay. You don't say it like that. I know, but I don't know how to say it nicely. And I really like, I really try to think about how do I say this nicely? How do I like, how do I, it's not you, it's me them. A thing about my history is that I dated one person from the age of 17 until 22. So those are like formative dating years where I did not learn, let's say, dating etiquette. I never learned like proper dating. I never learned how do you like do these things in a respectful way. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It's like from 17 to 22, that's when most people just kind of date around. You just didn't have enough practice. Exactly. (laughs) There you go. Moving on to dating apps. Are you on any dating apps right now? I am on Hinge and J-Swipe. What is J-Swipe? J-Swipe is Jewish Tinder. Oh, interesting. (laughs) My mother made my J-Swipe account. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. My mother made that account for me. Line it up. We, We were in New York for my birthday. And we were at dinner. We were, ta- we, I don't know what we could have possibly been talking about. But my mom was like, are you on J-Swipe? So she's like, give me your phone. I'm going to make you an account. So she downloads J-Swipe to my phone. And in New York, not even where I live, starts swiping for me. She like makes an account. She like picks out pictures for, for me from Facebook. It's what, there was a lot of effort that was put into this. So your mother really wants you to be with a young Jewish man. I mean, I don't think he has to be young. I wasn't out to her. So like in in her mind, it was Jewish man. Yeah. She wouldn't like disown me or anything. She'd still like love me and like still like support me and like love my kids. What are some of the things that you hate about being on dating apps? Um, So with dating apps, I just find it so boring (laughs) to just reduce people to like three lines in a bio and the first picture that comes up. It's also how do I form an emotional connection with you? When you meet someone in person, you like have a sense and a vibe of like, oh, I like this person. They're like, they seem great. With dating apps, it's kind of just like you're rolling the die. Do I want to go through that effort of rolling the dice? Do I really want like, like you said, you're a busy person. Do you want to go through that effort of like spending, I don't know, 45 minutes with that person in your day? I'm really glad you specified. Thank you so much. 45 minutes. Yes. An hour. Deal breaker. Have you been on any dates off like Hinge or Tinder or J-Swipe? A couple of dates off Tinder. I've been, I've been off a couple of dates from J-Swipe. Um, I don't think I've ever been on a Hinge date, but that's just because I got that the most recently. It's kind of... Okay, so I'm going to use like a weird metaphor, but like, um, you know what's like, you know, like planned obsolescence? Planned obsolescence is this is this idea of manufacturing goods, generally like things like tech, so that they will erode and degrade quickly or they will become outdated quickly. The plan for it is essentially for it to be disposable, for it to not last a long time. And I kind of feel like the way that the uh, dating is set up right now, like the way that you swipe through people throwing the, it, like throwing them away. It's like, I absolutely not. Nope, nope, no. Nope. It's kind of like flipping through a catalog. And then you like you you meet and maybe you like maybe you hang out for like 45 minutes for like a short period of time and that's it. And then it's on to the next thing. It's not really like I feel like it's not really a system to build lasting connections with. I have this thing in my head where it's like, okay, we met on Tinder. It's like, who else are you talking to? Like, if we, like, have a little bit something else, it's like, are you also still talking to me? Which I actually don't really care about, but it's like that thought in the back of your head. It's like... 
if you were if you were just gonna talk to one person at a time, it would be like first of all, it'd be the slowest fucking process in the whole world. Like it's it's all about like talking to as many people as possible, so that because so that you're more likely to find someone you might actually connect with. I'm gonna bring back to friendships again. It's not that I'm like. I hate everyone hermit. Like that's not it at all. But there's very few people that I'm willing to invest my time in and my energy. Like I have a small group of people that I have very, very close friendships with. I don't really have like a wide net of like surface level friendships. Like it's so hard to form a romantic attachment to people because like I already don't really like a lot of people. So as and then like on top of that, like romantic liking, it's not that it's it's like it's not that it has like more value to it. It's not like it's a level on top of friendship, but it's definitely like harder to find. It's like definitely less common than people I'm willing to be in a friendship with. This has been the end of our episode and thank you so much for listening. This has been What the Peeve and I'm your host, Brittany Ween. For all the latest updates or if you want to be featured on our podcast, be sure to follow us and send us a little DM on Instagram at whatthepeeve underscore. Also, please support our podcast by subscribing and giving us a five-star review. Without you guys, there wouldn't be a show. Thanks again.